T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and To the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to pay KNSS radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and Truth Social. And of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Well, as we all know, the chief weapon deployed by the government and the corporate media establishment against the Trump presidency was propaganda. We're seeing it again played out right now with the bogus January 6th committee. Time and again, allegations from anonymous sources were dismantled and displayed by a a partisan media promoted by the dishonest Democrat Party leadership and ultimately debunked when the facts surfaced. But by the time the truth came out, it was too late. There had already been casualties. Joining us now is one of those casualties. He's going to talk to us about the ongoing and obvious case of Trump derangement syndrome suffered by many on the left. Joining us is Paul Manafort. He is a political consultant and government affairs professional whose career spanning five decades has been devoted to furthering the interests of the United States on the world stage. He served as campaign chairman for Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. He put into place the structure that delivered the nomination and eventually the general election for Donald Trump. Between 1975 and 1980, he worked on both the Ford and Reagan campaigns, played a key role in the election of Ronald Reagan in 1980. Mr. Manafort, it's a pleasure to have you on the show this evening. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you, John. It's good to be with you all tonight. Paul, tell me if I'm wrong here, but it, it seemed to me, and, and you know, it took me a while, I had to go back and kind of think about the Mueller hearings and all that, that stuff that came up back then. But it, it just seemed to me that the left was so desperate to defeat Donald Trump or, you know, hamper his presidency after he won that the Democrats and the establishment, you know, allies in the media 
just, I mean, it just like no matter what it was, they were they were willing to spout it. They were willing to proclaim it from the mountains as fact to undermine you and the president. Or, or am I wrong? Well, actually, you're you're sugarcoated. It was worse than that. <laughs> uh, when you when you when you look back at things, and the John Durham investigation has given us the opportunity to see behind the scenes uh, with some of the evidence that he's uncovered. Uh, what you see is a plot organized by the Clinton campaign using the the legal and law enforcement apparatuses of the Obama administration to to uh, undercut a political opponent. And then when we won, to destroy, try to destroy his presidency. That's why I think it's frankly quite hypocritical today that the very people who for four and a half years tried to destroy Donald Trump's presidency are the ones now talking about January 6th being the biggest threat to democracy. The biggest threat to democracy is what they did from from uh, July 2016 until the end of the Trump presidency. Yeah, I mean, the whole Russia conspiracy story has been completely debunked. But, you know, there's no January 6th style committee on that. There's no media investigations. We haven't seen 60 Minutes delving into that. Where's the New York Times story to, you know, delve into the whole Russia conspiracy thing? It's, it's, nobody's covering that story. Well, unfortunately, what we've seen for the last five years, and that continues into the Biden administration, is two standards of, of, of justice. One for Republicans, which is get, get, lie, cheat, and do anything you can to destroy Republicans, and one for Democrats, which is a total cover-up. No, that's a great way of putting it. And if you look at it, I mean, Robert Mueller conducted that massive investigation, cost millions of dollars into, quote-unquote, Russian interference in the 2016 election. But in the end, you know, for example, you were never charged with cooperating with, with Russians. I mean, I, mean, or, I mean, that's my recollection. You were never charged. The whole thing came out to be a big Nothing, a big zero. Well, and in fact, this is where the where the, really the violations of justice really came about. They knew that. They knew that really before Mueller was appointed. You know, we now know that uh, that Obama knew that Clinton was going to create this false uh, whole, the Russian collusion argument. We now know that the FBI knew, and this and and the Obama White House knew in December of 2016 that there was no Russian collusion. Yet, you know, that didn't stop the Democrats from going into overdrive to try and destroy Trump's presidency, going after Michael Flynn, myself, Roger Stone, and a number of other people uh, under any pretense they could in order to try and get to Donald Trump. Well, and and Paul, you, you know, you were charged, but it even seemed to me and to, to many of us, I think, that the charges that were brought against you were politically motivated. And tell me if, if I'm wrong in the way I'm interpreting this, but it almost seemed to me like the charges that were brought against you and many others were just an attempt to get you to testify against Donald Trump. It was almost like they were saying, well, we're going to charge you, but if you roll over on Trump, we'll drop the charges. Or we're, I mean, it was almost like they were trying to force your hand in this. Or, or, or am I misinterpreting it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, John, you're exactly right. I get into this in the book. I mean, they picked up charges that were issues that were resolved by me with the, with the Department of Justice on the fair issue. They knew they were over with. I, was, I had settled that matter with no penalties, no, uh, uh, no slap on the wrist. 
no, no civil actions, never mind criminal actions. And Weissman, when he became uh, uh, part of the special counsel's office, stopped that agreement that I had with the Department of Justice, took it over himself, totally changed the narrative, started leaking all kinds of things uh, out of, uh, out of uh, from anonymous sources in the government to, to, to try to convict me in the court of public opinion, and, uh, and then uh, indict me ultimately. Uh, on charges that I'd already resolved with the with the U.S. government, but the point what they were trying to do was I was the tool to get Donald Trump, and I wasn't going to tell a lie. They tried. They stuck it through. First, they uh, you know they put a ten million dollar bond on me, more than John Gotti's bond, <laughs> and they, uh, they then they put a gag order on me when they arranged me so I couldn't talk in the media. Uh, yet they could leak things, uh, and they did. Uh, with the media part com- complicit and Adam Schiff complicit, making up lies and things he saw that he never saw uh, about Russian collusion. And so by the time I had my trial, I was convicted in the court of public opinion. There's no way in D.C., the the Democratic capital of anti-Trumpism, that I was ever going to get a jury that was going to be fair. No, no. It seemed like you they wanted you to be the next John Dean is really what they were looking for. Um, That's exactly what they were looking for, John. You're exactly right. We're uh, we're talking with Paul Manafort, author of the new book, Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced. So, Paul, is it safe to say then, and I'm sure you, I know you go into it in the book, but is it safe to say that everything that most Americans think they know about Paul Manafort is false? Because the media sure has has portrayed you in one in one light that's. Uh, uh, you know, unfortunately for you, it's not a very positive light. No, it's not a very positive light. It's based on lies and things that if they go back and check the record, they would know aren't true. Uh, and in fact, if you look at the special counsel's office, uh, uh, report, and if you look at the Senate Intelligence Committee report, there's not one shred of evidence, not one piece of evidence that links me to deal with anybody in Russia other than uh, a Russian national that was part of my staff. Uh, and he was a, a U.S. A, a government asset. Right. Uh, so so there is nothing. But but you walk down the street in Washington, D.C., and I'm the new Benedict Arnold. <laughs> well, and that's in part, again, because you didn't go John Dean, because you didn't Correct. roll over. And I think that's one of the reasons – that you were portrayed the way you were is because you weren't cooperating with them and you didn't roll over on your for, on your friend and your former boss. And I think had you done that, they may have treated you a little differently, although you and I both know that even if you had done that, they were gonna, they wanted somebody that they could blame, and I think that was, you know, you were the convenient target. Um, I, I was the target, and it would have required me to lie, which I wasn't going to do, uh, and, uh, and I didn't trust them. Uh, one like if I you know if I had something to tell which I did. What's your take on this January sixth committee dog and pony show going on in the House right now? Because it 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 sure seems from somebody again, you know, someone who's outside Washington watching this, and I really hate to watch it because it's so boring and so obvious that they just hate Donald Trump with a passion. But there's just nothing unbiased about it. It's so obviously biased and one sided. They are scared to death that he's going to run for president again. And they know and believe in their heart that if he does, especially if Biden is not a candidate for the Democratic side, that Trump will win. And so they're doing everything they can to try and destroy those chances of, of Trump running, which, if you think about it, is just a continuation 
of what they've been doing since December of 2016. Nothing has changed. Um, and, uh, and, and as I said a minute ago, it's quite hypocritical that the people who are pushing these charges and saying this threat to democracy was so, so grave are the people who for four years undercut a legitimately elected president and did everything they could do to destroy his presidency, which happens to be part of the democratic process uh, and, and certainly defines their, their attitude on how they treat elections they lose versus how they treat elections they win. Paul, it's almost like you read minds because you you knew the question I was about to ask, which is I, you were the campaign chairman for Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. There's a ton of speculation that he will run again in 2024. What do you think? Do you think uh, the president will run again? Well, I don't think he's made his mind up yet, but I do think that Biden is making it very easy for Trump to run for run again. Uh, when you look at Trump's successes on the economy, on energy independence, on border control, on you know America first foreign policy, and you compare them to Biden's record on the same issues, it's a one-sided uh, uh, you know uh, picture, and it's a one-sided picture that really said, reminds people that it matters who is president, and uh, and so I mean I, I think this record continues. It, it, Trump will almost look at it as his patriotic responsibility to run again. Well, like again, like I said, the new book is called uh, "Political Prisoner: Persecuted, Prosecuted, but Not Silenced." It comes out in August. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, in the book. Thank you for that, John. Uh, in the book, you know, I talk about all the issues of the special counsel, but it's a broader book than that. I also talk about the campaign, the 2016 campaign, uh, and, uh, and 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 why the left and the Democrats and the media were so energized to try and destroy Donald Trump because they never figured out and still haven't in my judgment how they lost to Donald Trump because they don't understand what's going on in the country. And you see that in the Biden administration today. And I talk about that. I talk about the the the, the myopic view that Democrats have and the, the attitude that what they believe is all that matters and uh, you know and the American people just have to accept their philosophy. And I talk about that that's been bring it right through the uh, last five years into the Biden administration and talk about some of the failures today, too, setting up the 2022 election. So it's not just about the special counsel. It's not just about uh, the, the legal uh, tragedy I had to endure, but it's also about politics and what happens when a political party weaponizes the Justice Department and the, uh, the FBI and uses it against their political opponents. Well, again, it's called Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, but Not Silenced. It comes out next month, comes out in August. It's available on uh, simonandschuster.com. And if folks are interested, I follow you on Twitter. They can find you on Twitter at Paul Manafort, correct? That's correct. Paul, I appreciate you. Thank you uh, again for joining us this evening. Carry on the fight, brother. We, uh, we need patriots like you fighting for us. Thank you, John. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and your audience tonight. We'll be taking your calls at 845, but coming up after the break, Mandy Gunasakara, senior policy analyst at the Independent Women's Forum, will tell us whether Joe Biden's plan for a three-month pause in the gas tax will provide any meaningful relief. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Growing like a breeze, country road.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.